The S&P 500 starts the week at a fresh record high of just over 5,000. And ANZ Research has changed its call for New Zealand's official cash rate to seeing two more hikes. Yes, hikes. That's coming up in our Five Things in Five Minutes. And in our deep dive interview, ANZ's New Zealand chief economist Sharon Zollner explains her big call change for the OCR. The Reserve Bank of New Zealand can sometimes be the mouse that roared. But first in Five and Five with ANZ, the S&P 500 begins the week at a fresh record high of just over 5,000. The world's biggest stock market has actually risen 5% so far this year. That's despite bond yields bouncing 20 to 30 basis points. It's all about surges in tech stocks, including NVIDIA and Meta, after good results last week. Looking ahead, the focus is on US inflation data for January on Tuesday night. The market consensus is for headline inflation for the month of 0.2% and 0.3% for core inflation. Here's ANZ's Group Chief Economist, Richard Yetzinger. They're both roughly consistent with the Fed's inflation target. We're a little bit lower than market, thinking maybe there's a bit of downside risk around the market's numbers. A 0.2 on core and 0.1 on headline, as we're expecting, will continue to provide a, a bit of tinder for these uh, imminent easing expectations which refuse to die. I don't think the Fed's easing tomorrow, but certainly the market keeps wanting to price that, and I think these numbers will encourage that. Number two, the Kiwi dollar was strong late on Friday against both the Australian dollar and the US dollar after ANZ Research's OCR call change sparked a flurry of action. The Kiwi starts the week at 94.25 Australian cents, its highest since December 2021, and at 61.48 US cents, up about a half a cent from early on Friday. The Aussie is at 65.25 US cents at 4am Sydney Melbourne time. ANZ New Zealand Chief Economist Sharon Zollner changed her view on the OCR's next move on Friday afternoon to seeing two more hikes to 6%, with the first one in just over two weeks' time and one more in April. More on why she did that in our deep dive interview, but the key thing to watch in New Zealand this week will be a speech by RBNZ Governor Adrian Orr on Friday morning, his first for the year. There was a pretty detailed description of what he was going to cover, which kind of gave away the plot. But essentially, the argument is that targeting 2% in a flexible way is still the best strategy. And it's also going to discuss how transitory global inflation has given way to sticky domestic inflation. Number three, there were mixed bank lending and money supply figures from China on Friday night, with stronger than expected new lending figures and just solid money supply growth. Here's Richard again on what that means for China's economy. The money numbers and the inflation numbers provide interesting context around China. Obviously, the same caveat around inflation, just be careful of these January, February, March numbers, but inflation at face value is still quite weak, um, even if maybe it's been overstated in the very recent data. And the money growth numbers actually are reasonably solid still. Let's call it about 8 to 10% year over year while you have deflation going on in the prices side of the economy, that's symptomatic that you've got a falling money multiplier or kind of in in more common language, people are preferencing saving over borrowing. There's nothing in these numbers which suggests China economically is about to turn the corner. Number four, we'll also be watching Australian jobs data for January due on Thursday. Here's Richard on why they're important for the RBA, which is seen on hold until much later in the year. 
the bank's been trying to push back against expectations that easing is coming soon, or in fact that the next move is an easing. Um, they've tried to say, look, policy could go in either direction and actually further tightening may be required. I, I don't, certainly in the next couple of months, the prospect of that is extremely low, um, but these numbers are important. Last time employment fell very sharply, it was very, very weak. We should get a bounce back this time, but uh, the market's looking for something a bit above 30,000. We're a bit softer at 25,000. Anything around those numbers is still consistent with the labour market weakening, a gradual drift higher in unemployment over time, and another signal that wage growth has peaked. Number five. In Southeast Asia, the big news this week will be the first round of Indonesian elections on Wednesday. Here's ANZ senior rate strategist Jennifer Kasuma on why there's the potential for the Indonesian rupiah and Indonesian bonds to rise in value if there's a clear win for one of the presidential candidates in the first round. Provided that we have mitigations of uh, around the concerns uh, for uh, the policies on, on this matter, we do see uh, upside risks to both the IDR and IDR bonds from current levels. Jennifer Kasuma there, and we'll find out a lot more tomorrow about those elections and why they matter in a deep dive interview with Jennifer. Now, in our deep dive interview today, I asked ANZ's New Zealand chief economist Sharon Zollner on Friday afternoon why she'd changed her call for the RBNZ's OCR from no more hikes to two more hikes. It's been a lot of small pieces of data. There hasn't been any one big game changer But essentially, the starting point for the Reserve Bank, they really sounded like their finger was on the trigger in November. They said they discussed hiking. They said that if there was any data that suggested any more of a delay in getting inflation back down to the midpoint of the target band sustainably, then the OCR would likely need to go higher. Now, you can go back to the 2000 cycle and see when the Reserve Bank said very similar things. Three times they paused and then hiked again after words very, very similar to those. So we don't think uh, the Reserve Bank was bluffing. We would think they were calling it like they see it. And if that's the case, then actually, if they're that close to the line, it's not going to take much to push them over. So while you might think, well, 0.2% on non-tradable inflation, who cares? 0.2% on the unemployment rate, so what? A few capacity indicators went the wrong way, whatever. The thing is, you add them all together, then basically, on our back-of-the-envelope Brady Reckoner, the Reserve Bank's official cash rate forecast will need to move up, and it was already technically saying, give us a reason not to hike in the November monetary policy statement. So um, just to step back a bit for an international audience who may wonder why should we follow the Reserve Bank of New Zealand's ups and downs, could you put that into the context of not just the whole inflation targeting thing, but also the most recent monetary policy cycle and um precedence and uh, first mover advantage and all of that? So the Reserve Bank of New Zealand can sometimes be the mouse that roared, I would say. In in 2021, uh, they were relatively early out of the blocks with hiking, uh, late relative to where inflation and unemployment was, to be fair, but early in a global comparison. And that's because inflation pressures emerged here, here first. They were also the first central bank to up the speed of hikes, to double and then triple hikes. And that certainly got a lot of attention. I've never done so many international calls as when we said the RBNZ was going to start raising double speed because, of course, people thought, well, if they're going to do it, then maybe the Fed will as well. And that turned out to be precisely the case. So the Reserve Bank of New Zealand can at times uh, be a bit of a canary in the coal mine for the global picture. 
uh, New Zealand and US inflation is, is pretty highly correlated. In fact, New Zealand pricing intentions explain US inflation better than it does our own. So certainly global cycles are, are very correlated. So, you know, if the Reserve Bank does follow through and hike in February, despite the fact that the economy is obviously weak, per capita GDP is down 3% on a year ago, I think that would certainly get some international attention. Because the entire world really has been shifting in the last few months towards thinking about 2024 as the year of the rate cut, it's just a matter of when, and there's some has been some difference of opinions about when and how much, but the idea of a rate hike really throws the cat amongst the pigeons. There's a battle been going on for some time between central banks and markets. Markets wanted to think, well, if you're not hiking, you must be cutting. Uh, and, of course, you make money in a market by being first, which does mean you know markets are hardwired to overreact to every piece of data um, and, and lurch around. Uh, but uh, central banks have been pushing back all over the world, not just in New Zealand. And, indeed, some people probably thought or still think that the Reserve Bank's November monetary policy statement was essentially that, just talking tough in order to stop the market getting overly aggressive in pricing cuts. Sharon's on with her. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Monday, February the 12th. Catch you tomorrow with a closer look at elections in Indonesia, where markets there are on tenterhooks. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.